Let's talk some ETFs and themes from the week that worked. Momentum definitely shining. Drew Voros back with us for the check-in. He's the editor-in-chief at ETF.com. Uh, Drew, good to see you again. It always means it's Friday, so in addition to the good report you always give, it's a nice way to close out the week. So let's talk momentum. What are we learning here about what's in this category right now and how well it's doing? Well, happy Friday, of course. Seems like a long week this week, uh, <laughs> Oliver, and always a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Um, so we're going to try to give you some momentum into the weekend, okay? Okay, sounds um, good. So momentum... Momentum is just like we're seeing with the growth stocks. I mean, what was working before is working now. Um, and I, we talked about this last week a little bit about the um, how the interest rates are, are falling into play in a lot of very subtle ways. So I, I think this is sort of the revision of the mean taking place again. Um, the momentum stocks are, you know, the, the likely characters, right? Tesla, um, JP Morgan, B of A, very heavy on the financial side. Um, and those have been beaten down a little bit. You know, Walt Disney's number two in, in the uh, Momentum ETF, MTUM. Um, and of course, Disney, um, there's a lot of hope with the reopening of the economy and other things. So I, I think we're just seeing a little bit of a revision of the mean there. Um, and we're seeing it along the ARC ETFs as well. We're seeing it on growth stocks. We've seen QQQ and QQJ all bounce back. So I think what was working a couple months or a couple months ago, maybe even at the end of last year, I think it's all coming back a little bit. I think people are getting much more comfortable with the interest rate environment, where we're headed. And of course, um, not to be overly optimistic, but the economy and the, um, and the COVID battle um, seems to be a little bit behind us. So uh, Drew, uh, the nature of the leadership here and the top companies in the Momentum Fund, after having watched this uh, particular ETF for a long time, it does strike me as a little bit more diverse than it has been in moments in the past where it's been very, very tech-centric or highly growth-specific. Yeah. It seems like there's a little bit of a, a mixture, a hodgepodge in it, given all the rotation back and forth the last couple so, of months. So the rebalancing has taken place, and you know, not, not to get too deep in the weeds with rebalancing, but momentum's, momentum's like everything, right? It keeps going till it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So at some point, there's a rebalancing that goes on. And, and, and again, I don't want to rip up the prospectus here, go into the deep weeds. But that's a that's an important thing to understand, especially with a momentum stock, even with a value stock. When are they rebalancing? How fast did they catch up to the market? Um, so what's happening? Yeah, you're, you should be seeing a rebalance because, you know, the things have changed. What's odd, though, is like things have changed because of what we saw a couple months ago. Now we're seeing a revision of mean that was something that happened at the end of last year. So. Maybe that rebalancing is, you know, sort of like, you know, shuffling a deck. They keep trying to get it right and they're not getting it right. Mm. Um, so it, it, in that respect, um, you have to be careful about when you jump into these factor funds. They're always rebalancing and they're trying to reflect the market. But sometimes the market moves quicker than the rebalancing. And uh, how often does this one do it? It's quarterly or uh, biannually? I, 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 you know, they just change it. I, I'm not prepared to answer that fully, but I think it's. I think it might have moved to every month, but usually quarterly. Okay. Uh, but there is a sense that these need to be pushed up a little quicker. Uh, and of course, we saw that with a lot of the funds with some of these meme stocks, GameStop, uh, etc., that were were throwing a lot of ETFs out of whack because of the weightings and suddenly their mark cap goes explosive in three or four days and it throws everything out of balance. So we're really seeing, a, you know, and again, ETFs are working here. Um, we're seeing a balance that has to be uh, maintained and, and it's a difficult thing to do when you're getting these bizarre things happening in the market, like a GameStop, like an AMC. Uh, and then you also have just the usual market uh, tide and yeah. flow and, you know, we're, we're in that 
we're in that right now. And with some of those big leaders still off their highs, Drew, one thing you pointed out is that lately the broad market exposure, you've actually done a little bit better if you got creative and didn't just uh, get exposure through SPY. You've got a couple of funds that have actually outperformed. Yeah. Yeah, what do you see? And, and so so we're seeing a little bit of an anomaly, like, like raining in California right now would be an anomaly. Um, so what we're seeing with the S&P 500, so I think most people understand that the S&P 500 is constructed by market cap weight, which means the biggest companies are first, Apple, uh, Microsoft, et cetera. So, but one of the things they do in ETFs in the index industry that a lot of people aren't aware of, I call it kind of abstract indexing. So they'll take what is a basic index and they'll flip it on its head, literally. So what we've seen over the last couple months and this year are two ways to alternatively weight the S&P 500. One is reverse weighting. So you take the smallest uh, company and you make that the highest and you work your way down and Apple's lowest. And then there's an equal weight fund, RSP, uh, from Invesco that also equal weights it. So everything's the same. So going back to YPS, which simply is spy backwards, right? Flipped it, the weighting backwards. Easy to remember. The number one hold, the, exactly. Uh, the, the number one holding is Ralph Lauren. The number two is Gap. Hmm. So this is just market cap, cap weighted, flipped on its head. So you see a whole different kind of scenario there. Instead, instead of you're seeing Apple and Microsoft, you're seeing um, <clears throat> things like Cabot Oil, um, like I said, Gap, um, yeah. uh, Perigo. I mean, very small companies, but they do pretty well when there's a reopening of the economy and the U.S. is ahead of the world. So small caps. So these are basically the small caps that inch their way into the S&P 500. They are outperforming the fangs, and we've seen that all year. Now, whether that holds or not, not sure. Over the course of time, S&P 500 market cap wave will outperform. But over the last six, seven, eight months, you know, almost 12 months, we've seen these alternative weighted S&P 500s to equal weight and both the uh, reverse uh, cap weight outperform the S&P 500. Oh. Tricky game to play, you know, myself, take the S&P 500 and uh, hold it and forget about it. But if you're really trying to gain the S&P 500, there's, you know, that's what the, the ETF business does. It offers tools to be able to take what is look static and change it in a different way. And right now that change is helping some investors. Um, I should point out, uh, SPY is a $360 billion fund. Our RSP, the equal weighted fund, is about $28 billion, and uh, YPS, the, the reverse weighted fund, is only $25 million. Um, it's a very small fund, but um, you have to be careful with that in terms of costs, uh, mm -hmm. the trading spreads, et cetera. So it's a big size difference, but in return differences, there's also a difference right now, and it's clear that alternative weighting S&P 500 um, funds are outperforming the standard market cap weight. Really uh, interesting observation and uh, an important, I think, analysis about how the dynamic of the market has shifted here. Uh, really Absolutely. since about the middle of last year, I'm looking at the relative strength of SPY versus YPS, and it was around late summer last year that uh, YPS started gaining ground and that relative performance peaked. So right now it seems the further you get away from market cap, the better you do, right? Because it goes regular index, if we bring up that chart one more time, then it goes equal weight, and then it goes inverse. So, so but, far that's been the way to go. Let's also point out, though, what did we just talk about at the beginning? Momentum stocks are coming back. We're seeing it, right? So 
again, is the, you know, I'm putting this out there, but this might be old in three weeks because suddenly we get a um, rotation back to the leaders, right? So you have to be very careful with these things. I think you have to have a, a time horizon when you're looking at these. If you want to go reverse cap weight in the S&P 500, I, I would think you'd want a short time horizon. I don't think you want to just hold that. Mm. Uh, but at the same token, um, I would say just the opposite about the market cap weight, S&P 500. Hey, market returns aren't too bad lately, right? Okay. Uh, Drew, really good stuff. Like that take and uh, some good momentum into the weekend. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a beautiful weekend, Oliver. Will do. Thank you, sir. Drew Voros, editor-in-chief at ETF.com. YPS uh, just about double the performance of the past year versus SPY.